Hey, what's up everyone? Dave here. Welcome to episode 64 of the Pocket Mastermind podcast. On this episode, I'm talking about overcoming imposter syndrome with David Alto and about his journey from job seeker to resume expert and now also a LinkedIn influencer. Um, some tips about how to be successful on the LinkedIn platform, but more importantly, we're really talking about that experience of overcoming imposter syndrome, which I know is a, a subject for everyone at some point in their lives, whether we uh, tend to admit it or not. So um, I hope you get a lot out of this conversation. Um, I certainly did. And if you did, please make sure that you share it with your friends, hit the subscribe button and like on all the platforms. It really helps me to spread the word and reach more people. So with that, let's get on with the show. Have you ever questioned why it is that some people seem to have everything they could ever wish for? Health, wealth, love and happiness, but others seem to lack all of these things. Why is it the small minority manage to achieve greatness, but the vast majority fail to reach even beyond mediocrity? What are this small minority doing differently to everybody else? It can't just be down to circumstance, billionaires rise out of poverty. Those questions have been in my head my whole life. And a couple of years ago, I decided to stop wandering and start searching for the answers so that I could help more people achieve greatness in their own lives. So join me and follow along as I uncover the secrets of the minority that the majority aren't taught so that you can apply them to your own life to achieve your own greatness and live the life you want and deserve. My name is David Bell and welcome to Pocket Mastermind. David Elto, welcome to Pocket Mastermind. How are you today? Oh, uh, I'm fantastic now that I get to, uh, you know, share my story with you and you know, <laughs> your <story>. listeners. <laughs> Flattery out the gate, I like that. <laughs> it's very good. Um, so yeah, we were just talking, just talking a couple of minutes ago, and, and I think where we'd like to start is, you know, you've made a transition that I think a lot of people would like to be able to do at some point, and you know, go from the, the corporate world and and into doing your own thing and now you now you're you know working with other people and helping other people so it'd be good to learn a bit about your story you know the background really of where you've come from and how and what your experience has been like uh, making that transition well first of all just a little bit about me i've always been a doer so i mean you know um i always take action upon something i have an idea whether it was my nine to five job i mean uh so um, I got to go, we'll, we'll go back to very early 2019 and, uh, you know, uh, the company that I was with, uh, we were worried about, well, we were going to sell, you know, we're going to, we, they started franchising a lot of locations and I was a multi-unit manager. I oversaw, um, you know, multiple store locations, um, kind of in retail mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I wanted to be in control. So, you know, I always had the LinkedIn account, but I got back on LinkedIn, uh, started doing some networking, trying to find, you know, my next career. You know, I was almost certain, you know, and, and back, back 2012, uh, I was eliminated from this same company. Uh, they eliminated 70 district managers, um, just some, you know, cost cutting. So mm -hmm. I didn't want this to happen yet again, because I 
obviously got hired back by the same company. But anyway, got on <laughs> LinkedIn and I got on LinkedIn, started contacting recruiters, doing all the wrong things that you should be doing on LinkedIn because uh, recruiters just do not respond. Uh, you know, and then I started, you know, I, I was kind of always that person that go to the, you know, David, can you help me with my resume? David, can you help me with my resume? Um, and never paid, uh, of course. And so on LinkedIn, I started just sharing little tidbits about just anything and everything. Um, could it just be about finance? I don't have a finance, I don't have you know, no, no degree in that, but I have some best practices. So I just started sharing some things on LinkedIn and I found that other people got value. So I started sharing some resume tips. Um, and I started spending more time just on LinkedIn helping than looking for a job anymore. Uh, and then I had a very good partnership with our unemployment office uh, here in town. And I started doing resume advice, LinkedIn advice, um, you know, just for free there, uh, volunteering a couple times a month. And just because it was so rewarding. And then, you know, as I gained more knowledge about the LinkedIn platform, again, I just started sharing what I learned. And pretty soon I started, you know, writing resumes and giving LinkedIn advice for free to anybody on LinkedIn that wanted it really. And then it wasn't until somebody said, well, David, you provided a lot of value. I got to pay you at least something. And then, you know, so I got my first client, I think it was early August of uh, 2019. And then fast forward, December 13th, uh, left my, uh, you know, kind of corporate job there. And uh, of 2019, the rest is history coming up almost uh, on a year today. Amazing. So it's quite a, really, it's, it's, it was quite a short journey from, I guess you went from mindset of looking for a job at the end of 2019 yes. to mindset of going and starting your own thing by the end of the year well within a year right so yes that's, 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 it's quite a big transition have you had, had you been thinking before that at any point during your career did you ever think oh, i'd quite like to do something for myself or was this a, a kind of a quite a a new idea that uh, just kind of grew within that year Yes, I had no plans to do anything really? um, like that whatsoever, whatsoever. So here's what transpired. You know, um, I met some amazing, amazing individuals um, on LinkedIn and they, you know, maybe they saw them, themselves in me or whatever. But anyway, I met some big influencers. They were willing to either get on a video call or get on a phone call and just help me through it. And in, in September and very early October of 2019, again, I doing my day job working 55 plus hours a week, trying to find time to write resumes before I went to work after. <laughs> How did you buy the time for all of the posting and everything well, else? <laughs> that's easy, that's easy. Uh, I, you know, I said hello to my wife in the morning. I said, you know, good night, you know, at night, and that's that's about it. Um, because 
I knew in order to, you know, prove that to myself and, and my wife, but mo you know, mostly myself that I could do this. Mm -hmm. I had to be able to determine if there was enough work out there for me, if people, you know, uh, would hire me on a regular basis. And, but September, October, I really suffered from, and I didn't know this at the time, but I su I suffered from imposter syndrome, which is, you know, I, I get just the short definition. Um, for me, I was gaining this new skill and talent within a short period of time. So I wasn't allowing myself to say I was a subject matter expert. Mm -hmm. So why should somebody, so, you know, what I was thinking subconsciously is, why would anybody pay me to do this? Because I haven't been doing this for very long. I can consider myself an expert in what I did previously because I was in that uh, industry I was in for over 18 years. So I could consider myself, you know, an expert. But this new, you know, a new ability, I, it, it, it was hard for me to want to charge because again, I, I really thought, again, you gotta be an expert. You know, you gotta be doing it a while or whatever. But uh, so, I got rid of, I got rid of that imposter syndrome. And then, you know, you got to allow if people do see value in you, then you have to embrace that and be able to say, well, yes, if other people are receiving value, regardless of the level that you're at, you can be considered an expert. So uh, is when I embrace that, and it's not anything about arrogance, it's a just embracing the fact that people find value in you. And you know what? We all have some hidden talents. We can all say we're a subject matter expert about something. Um, that's what I started sharing on LinkedIn. And it, uh, LinkedIn is an amazing platform. Uh, I, I grew kind of quickly. I wasn't uh, trying to grow. Um, but you know, when you're genuine on LinkedIn or any platform, people will see that. And they'll either like you or, or, or they'll move on to somebody else. But when they can see the, um, that genuineness in those videos and, you know, um, posting video uh, was tough in the beginning, um, it still kind of is because you're not, you know, there's nobody on the other side of that, uh, exactly. that cell phone, you know right? What? Yeah, I find, I, I personally, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm still trying to, battle with the video idea I, I it's the it's the the piece i know i need to do and it's the thing i'm least comfortable with and i think it's the same for a lot of people yes. it's hard to, uh, how did for you, me, how, how did and what did you how did you if it was it just a case of you doing it more and more to get more comfortable with it yeah no this is easy so on um in early july of 2019 uh a gentleman by the name of joe applebaum um um, LinkedIn guru, um, he, uh, he challenged a lot of his followers and connections to do 30 days worth of video. Mm -hmm. And I remember that started on July 4th of 2019. So we had to go 30 days. Um, you know, that, that first one, second one, you know, 30 straight days. And I ended up, <laughs> I, I, think went, I went, I went to talk about <laughs> <laughs> that. That's, you know, in the beginning, I guess the first maybe 20 days was, was okay for me mm -hmm. because I always take my surroundings and I see something in my surrounding and I can make, I go, Ooh, that would be a good video. Mm -hmm. Um, a gift, whatever you call it. Um, but after day 20, I really had to kind of like plan the next 10. <laughs> uh, I, I actually went, I ended up going 70 days 
Oh, wow. Straight. And that, and that really, you know, then I had to quit cold Turkey. I had to go, I got to give myself a break, but that allowed me to just get somewhat comfortable. I, I think it's still odd, but, um, because again, I guess you kind of think, well, who wants to watch me for a minute or two minutes, right? Uh, who am I? Um, but again, if you can provide value, then darn it, you know, why not keep those videos short in the beginning, maybe under a minute. And uh, again, just, just speak to whatever you're a subject matter expert at, even if it's something that you don't do for a living, you can still be a subject matter expert. Mm -hmm. And was, do you think that once you started doing those videos that that's when your voice became louder in for want of a better phrase on on linkedin you know you, your following started to grow it was the would you think it's the video side of things that really made the difference because yeah a lot of us type away from time to time and because yes. that's the easy thing right but i think it just gets lost in the mire of all the other stuff and and video seems to be at the moment taking over Google search is taking over all the social feeds, you know, that kind of thing. So be interested to get your experience on that. Yeah. People have to know you. And the only way they get to know you is see you. Yeah. And I don't edit my videos, meaning if I screw up in the first 10 seconds, I just delete it and start again. I, so I don't edit them. Now, sometimes I'll put some caption or maybe some cool effects or whatever, but most of the time I don't, but I don't edit them. One, I don't have the time to edit. You know, I, I, I don't, I got, I, I, I got to write some resumes and help people. Right. Um, I don't, I don't have that time, but, but again, because it's only the content that matters. Nobody cares if you clear your throat. Um, even if you were to sneeze or something, it, yeah. uh, I don't, uh, you know, maybe not. Um, I, I recently ate a hamburger uh, on a video, but it, it had something to do with the overall concept. It did. It, it, I how you can push it. Right? <laughs> well, actually I put, yeah. Anyway, um, it had something to do with the, the overall, uh, video, but, but again, what I'm trying to say is, you know, people align with people. They gotta see you to really be able to connect with you. Just, I mean, think of, you know, all the other, you know, people that are on social media that may, maybe that you follow, you follow them because when you see them, if they, whatever they say resonates with you, their energy or whatever. So um, I, I can tell you, listen, to the, even to this day, it's still like somewhat odd, um, but I've become more comfortable with it. And what was it that, what you know, when you talked about your imposter syndrome, was when you say you kind of got to get over that how did you go about that because i think there's a lot of people um will probably experience the same kind of, i think that's probably the thing that holds most people back from actually sharing their voice and their experience right because I like i agree with you everybody has got some kind of everyone's got their experience of their life which they could share with somebody else and i think we get we get trapped in thinking that we have to be Tony Robbins or you have to be, you know, someone who's considered to be the top of the, the pyramid within whatever niche or, or, or kind of field that they're in. And yet there's already some, someone a rung on the ladder down and there's always someone on the rung on the ladder up. How do you, how did you personally manage to overcome that, that imposter syndrome to allow you to kind of, you know, free yourself a bit? Sure. 
I, for, for me, I think the, maybe the first time you suffer, and I'll even talk about the second time I suffered from it if we have time. I think, uh, yeah, I think, it, I think everyone suffers multiple times. You th I think oh, everyone, yes. People think, oh, yeah, you, once you get over it once, that's it, you're never going to have it again. <laughs> it, 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 uh, yes, it might go into remission, but it might come back. <laughs> uh, so uh, for me, it was I had people that saw it in me. And, you know, I, I think initially you do because you don't see that you have it, right? Mm -hmm. Most people won't. So um, you need some counseling. I'm not saying paid counseling, but it could be, you know, it could be a friend, it could be somebody that you're connected on with, you know, social media or whatever. Uh, but for me, it was, you know, these three individuals that reached out to me that talked to me about really, it doesn't matter whether or not, how long you've been doing it, if you provide value mm -hmm. in those words or services or whatever, then you, sh you need to embrace the fact that you can continue to provide it, you know, uh, to others. I, I think of it like this. Look, there can't just be one expert in every industry because otherwise you would have to wait till somebody dies. <laughs> to write for the, and, then, and then who decides the, who's the next expert yeah right <laughs> i guess i guess we have an election right uh <laughs> so so again it, it it doesn't it doesn't matter we would only have again one one subject matter expert in everything in life and we don't um so again you if you provide value you are an expert, maybe a different level of expert, and that's okay. Um, but again, people see value, own it, and just continue to um, um, provide. But uh, yeah, video is powerful. Um, again, it just allows them to see you. And when you, and if you somewhat self cure, if you cure yourself of imposter syndrome, just know that it can come back. But generally, you'll be able to identify it and move on quicker. It, it, it seems to come back as you as you learn something else and then you decide you want to talk about it or you feel like you want to share it that's when it comes back again and and if you're i think if you're on this kind of journey you are always learning and you're you're likely to face it multiple times i've definitely have over the years and different you know whether it be in a, a corporate role or doing what i'm doing now it's still you know like the same as you it still comes it still comes along you think oh, should i say that shouldn't i say that um and it's good it's interesting that these these people that reached out to you how do you think that scenario happened is that because you were engaging with in their communities yes yes i mean um you know when it came to linkedin i found people um or you know um comments, companies, you know, hashtags that I wanted to follow that were just resonating with me, usually on the lines of lines of, you know, servant leadership, management, um, mostly leadership. And, you know, I continued to comment on these individuals um, posts just because everything they said resonated with me. So, and then they could see it in my, in my videos and just in my questioning. So maybe they, again, they, uh, and all three of them, you know, said at one point in time they had suffered from it too. So maybe they were, you know, able to see it. And I and, and I think you can, uh, I think you can see it in others. Um, that, you know, even if they're not, you know, 
uh, they're just virtually, uh, you know, friends or whatever. But uh, and on LinkedIn, I have met so many individuals. Some of them I've met in person, but some I might never meet because of the distance. But I can control. I truly consider them uh, friends because of the interaction that we have, and maybe we pick up the phone or have a video call mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, so I, I do truly believe that you can make long-lasting relationships on on some of the social media, especially LinkedIn. Yeah, definitely. What was what's some of kind of the the best practices for LinkedIn? How do you how do you make LinkedIn an effective tool for building those networks rather than it just being another social media wall of posting because i think you know i i definitely you know you and i met through linkedin because i made a comment and then you helped me out with a couple of bits and pieces and that was that was really good and that so i see people like yourself who are very effective on linkedin all of the time and then i see others where it's just a bit like i don't know they're they're, they're just posts and there's not necessarily a real purpose or an end point to it so how do you how do you make linkedin effective for for you as a as a tool or for someone listening now as a as a tool sure um i you know i take linkedin into three pieces every day um i will one just go to my feed and engage in the people that that mean a lot to me right you know friends or just you know or followers or whatever so i'll i'll engage because they mean something to me and, you know, I want to support them as well. Um, but I might learn, you know, from it or get a new, you know, get a new connection, you know, because of, you know, the interaction. So I interact. I don't, I just don't hit the like, I actually comment, provide some feedback. If other people did, then maybe I, you know, encourage maybe some, a continued dialogue. Cause that's what you, that's what you hope to get out of a post. And then of course, then there's, you know, uh, my posts, but, I make myself available um, after I post to make sure that I'm engaging with those people that comment because those people that comment, that's kind of like the third piece is not just putting out content, mm -hmm. but now engaging with the people uh, that are commenting, they're taking, you know, taking their time, their precious time to comment, to support you. So mm -hmm. what are you doing to, again, you know, uh, acknowledge them? And then interacting and, and learning uh, this this platform. If you if you take the premise of, you know, learn something, then share it with the platform, right? And then continue to do that. And that's what I've done, you know, here continually. And um, look, I, I didn't I didn't understand the the premise of LinkedIn in the beginning, where you know, if I shared something about resume writing or LinkedIn every day, you know, for a year, boy, somebody could take all that information and would never need to hire me. And that might be right, but nobody is going, you know, to do that. So sharing best practices just makes you look more like an expert. So very seldom do I get any business from my post, but my posts validate that I can do this, that, or the other thing when somebody's looking at hiring me versus, you know, somebody else. And you know, building, I, I did a post about this the other day is building relationships isn't about, 
you and I connecting immediately and then me trying to sell you something, right? Uh, it's about it seems, just- It seems to be the way a lot of people operate on LinkedIn. <laughs> it, oh, yes. Uh, I, I get bombarded on a daily basis. Hey, great to connect. Within five minutes, there's a sales pitch in my inbox. <laughs> and I think they don't, you know, and maybe they are desperate. Maybe they, maybe business isn't good, right? And I get yeah. it. But the, the floodgates will open if you- continue to nurture that relationship and maybe a year from now we do business together yeah. but but if you did that a year ago then you would get continually but you know continued business so you need to be patient it's it, it is truly about networking because now um you know i get referrals from people that don't even you know uh, you know, that I've never worked with because they've just seen my content for so long that they refer people and see me as a subject matter expert, even though I've never done any work for them specifically. And that is the power of networking. Um, you know, that, that, that is great to have, you know, 35, I think 35,000 followers as of right now. Uh, but that is the power is because then, uh, you know, others refer you uh, business and, and vice versa, because it becomes more of a, a community and you don't have to spend hours and hours on, on LinkedIn. Maybe you take a few minutes off of Facebook, spend, you know, 30 minutes a day on LinkedIn in the beginning mm -hmm. uh, until you, you know, figure out maybe you want to spend a little bit more, but uh, it, it's, uh, I would say that, you know, the, the new person on LinkedIn, you go to the feed, you follow companies and industries and hashtags and people that really resonate with you and you comment. It's never about, you know, liking or, or anything like that. It's actually commenting, interacting. Yeah, I think it'd probably be easier if they got rid of that like button and then everyone would have to interact with something else because it would yes. it would force more of an engagement. I think it's the it's the easy option, isn't it, to hit hit like as you're passing through rather than get, taking some time to, to give it some thought. Yeah, it's it's it, there's something else you touched on um, within that, and it's just suddenly just left my mind as I was talking to you then that I was really interested in. We'll come back to that. Um, so, what would you say is for someone who wants to start sharing their experience or their content? How would you go about what what kind of for some of the the better approaches to actually posting because it's i think that's the there's a bit of an art in the way in which you put forwards your your ideas and your thoughts um rather than just you know blurting it out it's kind of what what have, what have you learned since you've been doing this in how you structure either your videos or your your posts or all that kind of stuff sure um i do believe that you do need to have some type of structure but then do what you want anyway, meaning, um, you know, have some thoughts, but again, you know, I mix it up. Someday I do a video, someday I do a, you know, post with no pictures, post with a picture polls right now on LinkedIn are, are doing tremendous and polls are a great way for you to then to follow up with those individuals, uh, regarding why they answered the way they answer. Um, so, so polls are yeah, very, that's, that's a very good point. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and you can do it without sending, you know, spammy or, or, you know, uh, trying to sell them something you can. Um, but you know, I would just look at what others are doing. I'm not telling you to copy. Um, but you know, share a best practice, 
right? Just share a little quick little tip. Could be just a little sentence or something. Don't make some really long story because nobody's gonna read it. Um, in the beginning, don't post a video that's more than maybe a minute in the beginning. Um, you know, even me, you know, when I post a video for three minutes, um, if somebody doesn't watch all of it, well then LinkedIn doesn't uh, think it's relevant. So you gotta, you gotta keep them, uh, you gotta keep them short uh, unless you, you, you don't care about the views or whatever on that and that's okay too. Um, but I would watch others, look at what other people are doing in the industry or the topic. You can always search for the topic that you're, that you want to talk about. And you're going to mess up in the beginning. You, you know, you're, it's not going to get many views. It's not going to get many likes in the beginning. And you just got to learn from it. You got to learn, you know, the use of hashtags and the use of other things. Um, and again, uh, if anybody says out there that they know the algorithm and they, you know, it, it literally, it changes all the time. Exactly. Also, well, you notice that um, you, despite on all of the platforms, there's always this talk around, algorithms you've got to play with the algorithms and then you see i know large influence say someone like tim ferris right he can completely go against the opposite of what the algorithm is supposed to be and the reach is enormous so it proves the point that actually building up that the reach and the consistency in the first place is far more important than the algorithm is oh i i totally agree um even even somebody that um so i have like i said i have thirty thousand thirty five thousand followers if i didn't use hashtags it would not get seen much now if you really? have 1.4 oh no it wouldn't i i promise you um if you have 1.4 million followers the, some of those individuals never use hashtags don't have to yes no right uh now sometimes they do uh but uh yeah you you know it, it depends well it depends on how active those followers and your connections are um, you know, you can max out, you, you can max out on 18,000 or excuse me, um, 30,000, uh, mm -hmm. connections, but have unlimited followers, but you, it, it's more important that those connections are engaged connections. If, mm -hmm. if all 30, I don't have 30,000 connections. I have, um, 17,000 connections, but if I had 17,000, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> only, um, um, we all start off at zero, right? So you just go at your own speed. Uh, but if, if all 18,000 of those were like super engaged, then maybe I wouldn't have to use some hashtags and, but you, you know, you, again, you don't know, you're not, you know, you're always not going to connect with people that are, you know, super engaged. Um, you know, but again, um, the more engaged your community, your network is then yes then potentially your reach will be, but you gotta be patient. Um, you're not gonna go from zero to a million um, overnight, I don't think, uh, unless you're a high celebrity on another platform or just yeah, exactly. in general anyway. If Jennifer Aniston joined in uh, yeah, like, like the- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, then you've got a slight advantage that or you, you'll give it away a huge cash prize somewhere. That would certainly travel around the, the, the hashtags pretty damn quick, I think. Yes. Who's been the most inspirational or um, influential person for you on this journey? Oh, boy. Um, well, uh, you know, for me, um, and I recently wrote about it, 
um, you know, Joe Applebaum, Corey Warfield, uh, Anthony English. Those were the three gentlemen that uh, helped me along that imposter mm -hmm. syndrome in the beginning. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm very grateful that they were willing to, at the time, I really saw them as influencers on LinkedIn, right? Like almost untouchable, right? Like mm -hmm. trying to like, if I was going to message, you know, Jennifer Aniston, right? You said like on Instagram, she would message me back. Um, but these individuals actually took the time, whether it was video or phone, to get on the phone and, and chat with me. And that was amazing. Um, I've always been a very, I, I feel that I've always been a very giving um, person. So when I see somebody struggling or maybe that could use just a little bit of advice or whatever, uh, because I want, I like their content and I want them to get more engagement, I am more than happy whether it's to get on the phone or just provide them a little message or whatever, because I remember struggling and it's okay. You know, we're going to struggle when we're new. Um, but again, uh, I like to give back because, you know, I see other people, you know, doing it. And LinkedIn is a very giving community. The people that do respond to you are usually, you know, pretty amazing people. And that's, that's, that's what I love about it. It's just infectious. And, you know, when people give to you, you just, uh, you know, mm -hmm. feel like doing the same. What would you what what's what would you say on that kind of note i suppose is if you could go back to yourself back at the beginning of this journey that's not even i suppose that long ago right 18 24 months really this this journey's really started for you um but what would you what have you learned through that journey that you would then tell yourself if you were able to as you were embarking on that boy you know for <laughs> I don't think I'd tell myself anything. Now I'll, 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 I'll tell the listeners, you know, something is, um, you know, I, I was, I, I'm, I always say I'm patiently aggressive, meaning, meaning that I'm patient. I know this, that things take time, right. But I'm aggressive about going after things. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, uh, just did a post about it yesterday, you know, don't wait until January 1st to start a new diet, right? To start, I'm going to start a new business. I'm going to start this. I'm going to start that. No, everything starts today. When you have the mindset that you're just going to start and it's just, it's little baby steps, right? But you, you have to have the mindset successful people in life, the really the, you know, the, the people out there that do great things, that's because they're doers you know, when they think of something, they put the plans in motion and it, everything starts today. And that's what, that's what I did. Um, you know, uh, I knew that I had to work my day job to pay the bills, but I knew I had to put in this other time to make sure that I learned these new skills, you know, learned the platform, uh, honed my skills so that I could in fact up and leave and still do very, you know, well for my family. Um, so again, uh, you know, I always tell people to be patiently aggressive. You got to be patient because you're not going to become an overnight success or, you know, that business isn't going to flourish right, right from day one, but you need to be aggressive with the things that you're doing to, you know, um, you know, uh, re, you know, just like 2020, right. Yeah. Some of the, some of the companies that are going to make this, you know, you know, through this, um, it's because they they were quick to change with 
with change, you know, we, we all know what happened this year, right? And some companies are going to make it and some aren't. Now, some of those might not have anyway, and I'm talking about the larger companies, but yeah. the, the ones that, you know, you know, that knew that they had to get through this, but what is that other end going to look like? You know, how are we going to reinvent this? Um, so what I always tell people is um, if you're going to do, um, if you're going to do anything, you know, own it, do it, start today, but, but be patient and, and, and know that, uh, and, and you need some help. So reach out and LinkedIn is a great place for that. I know that anytime I want to, you know, hire somebody to do this or, or have a question, I just create a post and I get so many amazing people, um, to help answer those, you know, questions. Um, so I don't think I'd change anything. Um, you know, I, I know how to use hashtags a little bit better now than I did, you know, uh, a couple of years ago. So, uh, cause I thought just people didn't like me in the beginning, but <clears throat> it, it, it probably, it, it probably wasn't the case. Um, and, and you got to kind of struggle through that to learn all that, but, uh, yeah, you, you have to be patient, but you have to start doing stuff today. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think is this weird human psychology that's always going to be, you've got to pick a day or it's a new year's resolution or, you know, think that it starts next week or oh, this week, forget this week. What? Yeah. So that's time. <laughs> you can't get that. You can't get that stuff back. Um, and, and so I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Get, get cracking now. Cause you just, all of that time that you, you wait and you're just putting off until January. It, what's the point? I don't, uh, you're not going to gain anything, anything from, from that. Um, what would you say if you, I like, I always like to try and get book recommendations. So what would you say would be, if you could gift everybody listening now, one book, what would that book be? Boy, um, I'll go to the, the book that I've read probably 30 times, the seven habits of highly effective people. It was probably, it wasn't my first, um, leadership book. Um, but it was my first real, uh, leadership book that I really took and owned and the audio version is amazing I've listened I've listened to it a ton of times I used to travel a lot for work so I used to listen to that a lot um, but the reason I like that book so much is because since I've read it and listened to it so much um, I can see who it might align with with somebody else so <clears throat> In my previous day job, you know, that was always a must read for a manager, but they always had to do a little book report um, with me uh, just so because if you can put it on, you know, if you can put it on paper after you've read it, you can probably take away some stuff. But um, I really like that book because it made it made me look at leadership a little bit uh, um, differently. Yeah, I think I've, I've read that book a couple of times and. I think the two things that really stood out for me were around the weekly planning, which is a massive, I think that that makes such a big difference. And I think up until that point, I was definitely not doing anything like that. And that really made a big difference for, for me perfectly, personally. And the other thing was really um, seek first to understand and then be understood. And so many times do we just go bombarding with our opinion and it aligns very much with, I, I saw Simon Sinek do a talk and, and he he mentioned that um, there was some, somebody asked uh, Nelson Mandela a question of what was the greatest thing you learned from your father? Because his father was a, a tribe, a head of a, head of a tribe and he was a tribe elder. 
and he had gone to when he was a, when Nelson Mandela was a kid. He'd gone to the meetings, the tribe meetings with his his dad, and they had all sat around in a circle. And he said, "What was that, the biggest thing you learned?" And he said, "To be the last person to speak." His dad was never the first person. He'd always get everyone else's opinion first, and then cast his based on the you know the context of how what everyone else thought. Because his his, his theory was. Nine times out of ten, the answer is already sitting with somebody else. You don't need to be giving it to them. And I thought that was, you know, that aligned very much with the seven habits of highly effective people in my mind. Oh yes, and 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 that is the that is hard to do because as leaders, you know, we when we hear that person on the other, you know, the other side of that table, maybe having a meeting or whatever, um, we want to hurry up and help answer that. Right. So that's really hard because, oh, we're going to forget. So I need to blurt it out. Right. Um, But yes, you do learn so much more uh, about listen, you know, you know, from that individual. And you're really giving that person, um, you know, the attention they deserve. So I always just asked permission to write notes during that time. So I don't have to interrupt. I can jot down, a you know, Mm -hmm. a little note uh, that we're discussing. But uh, um, yeah, I, I think if you're you know, any type of, you know, leader that is a, that is a great book to uh, kind of encompasses everything and anything. And like I, the, the author reads it um, uh, on the audiobook, and I just love that because then you get to hear their passion. Yes. Uh, and I think I get more out of it, uh, at least for me. Yeah. I first, I first listened to the audiobook as well when I was going back and forth in the car to and from uh, the office back when I was in my, in my corporate job. And you're right, Stephen Covey, he does it. He does it so well. Unfortunately, he's not with us anymore, which is a massive shame. But he was so passionate about his mission with that, and uh, you know, there's something that the purpose of Pocket Mastermind is all around. That it was inspired from Napoleon Hill, the definite major purpose, and the same thing that Stephen Covey talks around talks about is is having that end in mind. It's what what is the purpose, and and I think if everyone could find that driving force that thing then you know passion and and excitement and everyone would have more motivation day to day in life and that's you know that i can't remember who said this but so i heard someone say there's no such thing as lazy people they're just people without a purpose and that's an interesting point of view right if you've got something to chase after and, and you you must experience this since you've been doing what you're doing is that you can't wait to get up and the day seems to go really really quickly <laughs> so you got so much to do so many ideas and so many things you want to get done and it just moves so much faster when i was in my job that wasn't the way it was right <laughs> the oh, day no. was, the day was a hell of a lot slower now now i don't have enough time i had too much of it back then so it's so it's an interesting interesting transition what would what would you say has been the biggest learnings lessons or anything else that you would share with somebody listening now before we kind of come to the end of the conversation you know i don't think you think of this too much when you're younger but again you know the older that you get you know that you know uh time is extremely valuable right um you know uh money is renewable but time is never is is not renewable so do the things that that you like find ways to cut time, whether that's, you know, hire a virtual assistant or don't do the things that, that, you know, that waste time. Um, but, you know, I make every day, I, I make sure that when I wake up, that I have a smile on my face. 
I, 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 I hope to impact somebody's life um, that day. And I get, I get a lot of reward um, out of that. And again, um, we only have a set amount of time. So make the most out of your time, but I'm gonna still go to that, you know, patiently aggressive, but you, you, you still have to, uh, you know, you can't ignore the other things, you know, in your life, be patient, it will come. But if you have to work, a, you know, a couple jobs or you have to do your side hustle a little bit, you know, um, again, you know, can't wait until January 1st to start things, right? So um, I, I, I think that's, I, I think that's it again, uh, you know, Money's renewable, you know, time isn't. Um, be patiently aggressive and, and, and ask others. Don't struggle through life regarding anything. Reach out to people and they'll be empathetic. And you know what, they probably maybe, you know, uh, none of us are perfect. So they may have suffered something from that and, you know, can align with uh, what you're going through. So reach out to others. People are willing to help. Great wise words to end. Uh, thank you so much for giving up your time. Uh, where can people find you? Obviously LinkedIn, but tell uh, <laughs> people in your direction. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. Uh, just, I mean, find me on LinkedIn, you know, either, you know, follow with me, follow me or you connect with me, send me a message or just, or just, you know, watch my content. If uh, I post daily things regarding resume tips, LinkedIn, beating the resume uh, applicant uh, tracking system. Um, and you know, from time to time, you might see my cute puppy make an appearance too, because LinkedIn doesn't have to be that boring, uh, that boring, uh, uh, business website that people think it is. Uh, so many people are leaving, you know, uh, Facebook and coming over to LinkedIn mm -hmm. uh, not by the millions, but, uh, but, and, but still don't mind occasionally, uh, you know you know, seeing that cute puppy picture just are inspirational. And again, people want to get to know you. So it's okay to share as little or as much um, as you want. But yeah, just go over to LinkedIn and find me. That's where I'll be. Great. Amazing. David, thank you again for giving up your time. Uh, I hope everyone's got as much out of this as, as I certainly have. Uh, and for anyone listening now, head over to pocketmastermind.com and you'll find links to David and uh, all the other information that you were, that was uh, discussed during this conversation. David, thank you again very, very much, and we'll speak again soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation. If you enjoyed it and you'd like to hear more similar episodes, head over to pocketmastermind.com where you'll also find the links mentioned in this conversation. And if you haven't done so already, please leave us a review. It will really help us to get our message out and let more people know about these episodes. So leave us a review, leave us a rating, hit the subscribe button and please share with your friends. Until next time, thank you again for listening.